welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bryguy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Revenge of the Green Goblin. Welcome back again, Bryguy. Here we go with episode 10. Here we are, 10 episodes in, hitting the double digits. Go us. And we've got who I, now we, we quibbled on about this, I think, a little bit in episode one. Who is Spider-Man's number one all-time nemesis? I said Green Goblin, you said Doc Ock. I, it's yeah. probably like a one and one A in in one direction or the other. You know, I think they're yeah, it's a real close race. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, seeing the Green Goblin uh, is something I've been looking forward to, and I think they I, I think they did a, a great job, particularly in in terms of a bounce back from the episode <laughs> nine debacle uh, that we oh. that we lived through through last week. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I was I was excited for this episode probably as excited as you were for like the Sandman episode. Mm-hmm. But the difference being here is that it didn't disappoint us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for sure. Great. For yeah. Sure. Refreshing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this one was uh, November 14th, 81. Uh, again, Green Goblin from way back uh, at the beginning of uh, the amazing Spidey run. Uh, he was in number 14. I guess one of the things that makes me think of the Green Goblin being like such a big bad for Spidey is, you know, if you think of, if you think through like the history of Sp- of the character of Spider-Man in the comics, the you know the the murder of Uncle Ben is like what the catalyst that pushes him to become Spider-Man. Yep. That doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember if that happens in like Amazing Fantasy 15 with his first appearance or if it's only alluded to. I I, I really can't recall. I can't remember. I don't think it is. No, no. But yeah, so, I but think so, that, I think that, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, but so then to me, the next like big emotional thing that happens to Spider-Man is when Gwen Stacy is killed and that's Green Goblin who does who yeah. who, who does that deed. Um, exactly. And that's uh, that's a major gut punch, man. They've got uh, yeah. they've got bad blood. And even here in this cartoon, you you had to be excited. We finally get some backstory. Uh, for yeah, for a villain, and we yeah. find out, yeah, the this these two have a history, even in this uh, cartoon series. Absolutely, yeah, and and when we get him escaped from a mental institution in the beginning of this episode, and then he basically the train wreck crashes, or there's a train wreck, I should say, and mm-hmm. then you get all the things that happened to him up until this point. Mm-hmm told in a very i'll say it a very clever way like Mm -hmm. hats off to the way that they did this um Mm -hmm. but yeah there was motivation and there was history and i think more history and more backstory than we've gotten i'll say it in any of the first nine episodes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah even so even this is like the first one where i really liked even just the title revenge of the green goblin if as long as it lives up to it and i think this one does really says to you right out of the gate okay the, like one of the things that we've <laughs> sort of been harping on week to week is what is the villain doing this for? What are they? Why does he need a hundred million in gold? You know, what is, exactly. wh- <laughs> why, why do you, you want to be, why do you want world? to rule the world? <laughs> no, this is just, I'm the green goblin. I hate Spider-Man. Spider-Man screwed up my life. I am after Spider-Man. That is, that's all good. That there's, what? there's a recipe for uh, a fun and exciting episode. 
what else I love about that title is that this is the first time we've seen Green Goblin mm -hmm. and it's his revenge. Right. You know, like when I think of like revenge, I think of sequel movies like Revenge of Pink Panther or, you know, like <laughs> right. Revenge of King Kong or Son of Kong, whatever it might be. <laughs> Right. So I love that it's kind of like we're jumping right into the middle of this and we are going to find out, hopefully, why he wants to have his revenge on Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was really cool. And um, I honestly, I was happy that it wasn't like the first Tobey Maguire movie and that like it was someone that Spider-Man had a history with as Peter Parker as well. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't, they didn't dive too deep into that because I knew this is only a 22-minute episode in this yeah, yeah, series. Yeah as we know, it doesn't give us like a two, three episode arc. So I, right, I love that right. they wrapped it all up in a bow in one 22 minute episode. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and you mentioned uh, just to kind of go through some of the, uh, you know, the plot as it, as it were. So yeah, we start, we're on a train on a, on a passenger train. We get, uh, we get inside uh, the cars and this is something you, I know you had mentioned this back in like as far back as the Sandman or maybe earlier than that, that you really appreciated how well they've animated the characters in the this, villains. The, the villains yeah. in particular, true to the comics. I, when, as soon as the, we were inside that train and it panned over to the, uh, you know, the male pattern bald guy with the green suit, I was like, <laughs> yeah. That's definitely Norman Osborn. There's that's there's Norman no Osborn. that's there's no mistake in uh who that is. So that was Right, the lines across the the haircut, mm -hmm. that that trademark haircut. Yeah. Yep, yep. Absolutely. That was Absolutely. Absolutely him. And and very exciting first scene. I mean, uh, you know, uh train derailment, bunch of explosions, uh Norman thrown uh clear. Um what was uh, one thing I guess that was unclear to me in that scene? And maybe I was just reading too much into it. He didn't. He didn't like because he was like sweating. You uh, and and he. It looked like he had handcuffs on. Did what did? Where was You're he? Right. Where was he coming from? Did he Did he was he trying to cause the train derailment? I that that didn't really That's come out point. later. I don't. And maybe it was because because yeah, the know. synopsis says that he's escaping from a mental institution. Okay. So maybe he had handcuffs on him when he left the institution and he never yeah. took them off. Yeah, maybe but so. But I mm -hmm. when I watched the episode, I thought like he was like being escorted somewhere mm -hmm. and he was handcuffed to the seat. Like you know how you see in the movies yeah. where like the DA is sitting next to the criminal and the criminal's got the sure, handcuff sure. to the seat. Like I thought it was that kind of thing. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. I, yeah. I don't know, but he certainly is happy that the train had a had an accident yes <laughs> that makes him quite happy mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so everything worked out there we get back to new york then uh and we see uh peter and betty are uh on their way to a uh, halloween party um yeah. at the at the campus there uh was uh, was that a uh was betty's costume like a riff on i dream of genie because it uh Certainly, it certainly looked like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. She had the midriff showing and the veil over her face. Yeah. Yeah. Her her costume mm -hmm. was very clear. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Peter Parker was. Was he a jester? <laughs> was he a clown? Was he was he uh, a mime? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> but I will say this: I felt like when he gets when he gets to later on after they they get to the party, and then. You know, as Peter does, oh, I have to go do something and make up an excuse to go be Spider-Man. 
yeah. when, when he was changing clothes, I was like, see, that's why he was wearing this this uh, uh, frumpy, Billowy silly uh, costume. Yeah, he's like, I got I to gotta put my spider suit underneath it. So Yeah, it was underneath yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, on the way to the party, mm-hmm. um, we, we've described Betty more than once as hot to trot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but she says to uh, Peter, this weather sure is good for snuggling. Right, right. <laughs> Which is like, there, dude, if that's not a green light. <laughs> it, there were, and did you, so I took, I, I read even more into that scene. I really liked that scene. There, It was kind of like, it was kind of like a romantic sounding soundtrack there. It was, yeah. it, you know, it was uh, uh, a little bit more melodious than we're, than we're maybe uh, used yeah. to in the, in the series. The love theme. Spider-Man. It was the love theme from Spider-Man. <laughs> but but again and and, and, and love. again maybe I'm reading too much into it cuz I'm thinking of Green Goblin and I'm thinking of Gwen Stacy and I was like, "Oh man, I like they're they're pretty into each other. Were they maybe doing some foreshadowing like she was really going to be in danger in the course of this episode?" Yeah, right. That didn't right. end up playing out, but I, no. you know, the the scene itself, I was like, "It's pretty good. That's pretty good scene." Well, well, they're, you know what, they're walking to the the party. You know what it reminded me of, Jason, is mm-hmm. um, I, I I know that I grew up liking this artist a lot more than you did, and that's fair. But in the Michael Jackson video <laughs> for Thriller, <laughs> uh-huh. there's there's a scene where they're walking to the graveyard, and he even says, "Now is the time for you and I to cuddle up close together." Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like it reminded me of them like walking to uh-huh. the graveyard and it was like the same setup and the same music. And I was like, oh, MJ must have watched this episode and this inspired thriller. <laughs> and it does take place on Halloween. So yeah. there might be a connection there. You never Speaking know. of it taking place on Halloween, I do want mm-hmm. to mention this episode aired on November 14th. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> was okay, just just putting that out there a little weeks bit after, after... the fact. <laughs> After Halloween, yeah, yeah. Good two you weeks. think that you yeah. think they were trying to get this on the air for Halloween, and maybe like the, the, the they were just running behind on post production or something. I don't know. Could be. I don't Who know. Knows? Or if maybe they 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 were kind of out of order with how they produced them or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how TV shows work. <laughs> is my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, yeah, they were at the they were at the Halloween party, and uh, uh, Peter has a little bit of. Uh, uh, traumatic moment there because multiple people are dressed up as the green goblin yeah um, that's right he's having like some ptsd a little yeah. bit a little bit right and and yeah. like hits the deck and and covers uh uh covers betty and and she's like you what are you freaking out about but his uh, once again spider sense goes off he's got a he goes over to the uh science building uh, I liked. I, I mean, I, I guess I just kind of liked the setup for that because too, because they they were coming into the dance, and then the 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 camera moved up uh, to the building next door, and we clearly saw a silhouette of the Green Goblin in the window, yeah. and so you're like, well, we we're pretty sure he's gonna end up in there, uh, but I, I you know I, I don't know. I just I liked the uh, I just liked that sequence of events, and and then he, and yeah. yeah, and he gets he gets in there, the bit with Peter sneaking into the lab uh, and then uh, actually running into the Green Goblin, that first scene, you were talking about it a little bit. Also, uh, very well done. And uh, I loved how the Green Goblin uh, admits that he was not actually expecting to run into Spider-Man. He he says that it was just kind of a lucky break. Um, But talk more about the... uh, 
his his magic helmet that <laughs> that lets him see the past. <laughs> Sounds so dirty, the magic helmet. Right. Um. Yeah. So I think it serves a couple of purposes here, but what I really like about it is that they use this. I don't know if it's a memory enhancer, a memory booster, or it's revealed later also a revelation of the future device. Right. right. Um, but what I loved about it. So I don't know if you know this about me, Jason, but I, when it comes to um, storytelling, I am a big fan of flashbacks. Like it is a plot device that I am a sucker for, mm-hmm. um, especially like here's what happened from my perspective. And then here's what happened from your perspective. Like that mm-hmm. stuff is just like, it's my it's my crack. Like I, I get it, you know, like it, it gets me. Yeah. So yeah. I was a big fan of the way that they did this plot device where they put the memory enhancer on was it Spider Man or Peter Parker? Yeah, or yeah, Green Goblin, sorry. Mm-hmm. Who had it on. Mm-hmm. And through that we got to see the entire origin, yay, of Green Goblin, mm-hmm. a little bit of motivation. Why he doesn't like Spider-Man, also yay. Mm-hmm. And it went all the way to the train wreck at the beginning mm-hmm. of this episode. Mm-hmm. And this was all done, like mm-hmm. we were saying last week with that Ringmaster episode. Right. In the span of about maybe two minutes. I didn't write down a timestamp because I was watching this and genuinely enjoying it. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. that long. It was It was about two and a half minutes. Uh, okay. About, okay. About two and a half minutes for flashback. Um, yes. And I, I also thought that this was... Uh, a good way uh, to do it. The thing that disappointed me was that I wanted that I wanted that device of his to play a bigger part in the episode than just being the vehicle for the flashback. Um, and and you wanted to show like the power of it a little bit, or or, or just have it, just even have it come back. Uh, it does come back later on, but really, really briefly. Um, I, I, I guess I just wanted it to have the, I wanted the device to have more of a role in the episode, uh, than, than just this, uh, flashback sequence, which, yeah, it was definitely really valuable, made, it did a lot of work for, uh, given Green Goblin slash Norman Osborn, uh, given the character some depth and revealing that previous, uh, encounter with Spider-Man was really, uh, big for this. I, I know I was just, as I'm watching the episode and, and, uh, watching that scene in particular, I was like, yeah, even though there are, you know, maybe it slows it down a little bit too much for me. I know that as a kid watching this, I would have loved that. I would I would have oh, loved yeah. the, the, the flashback and getting, you know, because that's one thing that I always wanted and still want to a great extent. Maybe, you know, not as much, but like always wanted to know what was going on with the characters before they were on screen in the in the thing yeah. that I was watching, you know, and and right, that right. it did that uh, obviously really effectively. So, yeah. yeah. And, and we didn't get that for Spider-Man and I don't think we will. But mm-hmm. in other seasons or other series to come, I think we will. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we can get it for the the uh, sort of villain of the baddie of the week that mm-hmm. we got that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was told really well. Um, and mm-hmm. and honestly, go ahead. Sounds like you're going to say something. I was going to say we didn't mention in that. In this scene, uh, the th- a very big uh, moment that happens is oh, yeah, yeah. Green Goblin unmasks Spider-Man uh, because he, yeah. he tell he says uh, right away that oh you you Spider-Man learned my secret identity as Norman Osborn uh, now I'm gonna find out yours and he like 
there have been other there have been other times where Peter was like, "Oh, I gotta run away," or he's gonna, you know, or what, there have been allusions to ha- him having to hide his identity. But this was like, nope, unmasked. You're there. You are. Uh, yeah, Goblin knows who and, knows who you are. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, someone does, and someone that we haven't seen enough of to know how dangerous that information is going to be in the mm-hmm. hands of Green Goblin, mm-hmm. because in like the first six and a half minutes he knocks Spider-Man out and mm-hmm. he has shown the audience that he can basically foil him. Mm-hmm. So now knowing that he can do that and that he knows who, who Spider-Man is, those are two things that are definitely working in his favor. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I knew that Spider-Man would win. I didn't let myself get that into it, but there were <laughs> moments where I was like, I feel like the stakes is higher here than yeah. they've been in other episodes. You oh, know? for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, well, and, and as part of that flashback sequence, um, Goblin remembers, okay, uh, you, you know, you found out my identity, but you didn't tell anyone. And then, uh, and then he also, he also, through using this memory enhancer, remembers that uh, in that encounter, he was, he was basically trapped in a, in a fire and, and would have died, but Spider-Man pulled him out of the fire. And, uh, you know, so that, okay, so that gives another little, you know, sort of kudos to Spider-Man. But also, I just, I like the idea of the hero and the villain both having, basically sharing one another's secrets between them and kind of that that tension of when will it be advantageous for one or the other to reveal that to more people. Right. You know, that's, when is that card going to be played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's kind of cool. I feel like Jason that Green Goblin knowing Spider-Man's real identity must be a thing in the comics because mm-hmm. in every medium that I've seen now, where Green Goblin is introduced, he mm-hmm. always figures it out. So that yeah, must be a thing yeah. in the comics. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and no, no spoilers for the '90s series, but it might happen again. (laughs) So just be prepared for that. That might be the reason why that I might agree with you about the um, green goblin being the main nemesis of Spider-Man is because he's the one that always figures out his identity. So he's got the most to, uh, to dangle in front of Spidey's face. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. He's, he kind of, he's a little bit closer to Spider-Man's personal life than anyone else is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So really here now from this is the eight minute mark with the uh, the plot device with the flashback. And Mm -hmm. I really don't have anything that I remember like being upset about or making notes about until like a good 16 minutes in. So like Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. the, all all of the first two acts of this hats off. It is, in my opinion, the best we've seen in this series so far. These first two acts were my favorite of all the 10 episodes we've watched. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think so too. It was, uh, they they did a really uh, nice job uh, setting these two up, and uh, you know, you know that you're gonna uh, you're in for kind of a big throwdown. Uh, yeah, as this one uh, is gonna wind up here, we left. So Green Goblin does does this freeze ray thing on Spider Man, and then leaves him in the lab uh, where they first discover each other. There's a there's a scene where Betty, who had been at the party with Peter, comes looking for him. That was like a throwaway scene for me. There was really uh, uh, I, that, and that was another moment where it just uh, it slowed it down a little for me. Um, I mean, he had to get out of there somehow, and it, it yeah. you know, it served to do that. But it was like, sure. eh, it, it was uh, kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, kind of was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then kinda pretty. Shrug. 
then pretty quickly we um uh well no the next thing that happens then is uh, green goblin goes to exact his vengeance on j jonah jameson who he blames for uh bad mouthing uh norman osborne and his company in the in the media right and so uh, goblin kind of uh shimmies down a rope ladder into the uh, bowels of the Daily Bugle into the into the like the press room, uh, you know where the uh, where the printers are running. Mm-hmm. He shoots it with 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 something out of his out of his ray gun, and I was like, oh, what what's going on here? That's another thing that I was that I ended up being disappointed at because what he what he did is he 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 did something to the to the physical media of the newsprint paper. <laughs> To make that, it just crumble. that would make it just turn into dust the next day yeah. whenever when everybody yeah. was picking up their newspapers and I was like I was like Ugh, it just turned to dust and and I I wrote in my notes I said poison dust would have been better you know like that would have been <laughs> yeah that would have been, been, been really really <laughs> brutal you know if you like yeah, you, hurt your yeah. newspaper turns to dust and then you like you know it, you you suck it into your lungs and you and you get asphyxiate and yeah. yeah yeah I mean yeah. that but. Uh, try and do kind of a minor inconvenience, like oh, right. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's, that's a bummer. <laughs> and it's, and the other thing I thought of was, oh, you ruined a whole day of a of a newspaper that prints right. 365 days a year. <laughs> Guess I'm gonna have to watch TV for the news this day. <laughs> you know, so like, I, that, yeah, was, like, that, that was a little disappointing. Effect is someone just going, "Hey, I was reading that." Right. Oh, <laughs> like, that's really well, I guess I'll go outside instead. <laughs> I guess I'll go look at the sky or some BS for a while. <laughs> yeah, he bring and it, that comes up pretty late. I mean, this is yeah, uh, eighteen yeah. minutes into the episode, so right, it's kind right. of interesting that that's being introduced. Made me think. I wonder if we're going to get more of the Green Goblin because we're we're getting like little little morsels mm-hmm. thrown mm-hmm. at us here of what he can do. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get any more Green Goblin episodes, but I was thinking, yeah. oh, we're just learning more about him and more he can do. But yeah. no, I get too much credit. <laughs> after he, after the Goblin leaves the newspaper, he runs into Spider-Man again at the old uh, Osborne f- uh, factory uh, lab. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what it was. Place. <laughs> Whatever, but Spider-Man, right. Spider-Man lucks out. Like if he was on. Uh, uh, let's make a deal. Uh, picking uh, picking doors, you would want Spider picking your doors uh, because he goes in there. Boom! First drawer he opens, uh, memory enhancer. Uh, Booyah! That's when <laughs> that's when he puts it on. And you had mentioned this: the he he glimpses his past, but also his future. He's he gets he sees a scene yeah. and he's like. Where he's fighting with the goblin, that's never happened. And Gobby comes sure, in. Oh, it also lets you see the future, Spider-Man. And it, Green <laughs> Goblin's voice in this episode. Can we just let's just say that? Yeah. Just, I mean, it's crazy. It's it is crazy. Paul. It's a good it's a good Goblin voice. It's for a, for yeah. someone called Goblin. Very very goblish. Um, <laughs> but the the I liked that fight scene as well they do some they do some uh, uh running around on the glider and spider-man is you know uh, uh webbing around a little bit he ends up uh he ends up getting thrown off the glider and into a lake 
uh, over mm-hmm. Central Park, we get our second appearance of his armpit web gliders. Yeah. yeah. Which is how he saves that. himself from the free fall there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy whenever those show up because that is such a comic book trope and I, I love it. And mm-hmm. I got excited over it the first time and this time. So, yeah, keep doing yeah. that, please. Animators. Yeah. yeah. You um, you had a problem with uh, him leaving the lake, though. You uh, you, you thought. I? Yeah. You because uh, a, a officer comes up to Spider-Man and oh. uh, uh, yeah. writes him a citation. Um, yeah. So for being in the lake. So there's a thing that Jeanette and I do. My my lovely wife Jeanette and I do this, where anytime we're watching a cartoon from say 1995 or earlier, uh-huh. and it takes place in an urban setting, mm-hmm. Freakazoid uh, is a favorite in the house here. Um, all of the old Scooby Doo episodes. Anytime there's anything in a place where a cop will show up, uh-huh. also it's true for the Batman 67 series, 66. Okay. Nine times out of ten, that cop is Irish. <laughs> and for the second week in a row, we get an Irish cop saying, oh, go about your day, Latte. Oh, don't you start off here with the lucky charms. And it's like, not just like a, a little Irish, he is like full Irish. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he got I, off the um, boat yesterday, and they just gave yeah. him his uniform. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I made Jeanette LOL when I said that I sent to you the note saying, um, every cop in every rural setting cartoon – is Irish search your feelings you know it to be true <laughs> <laughs> because once you start thinking about it it's yeah, there yeah even in underdog there's an Irish setter cop <laughs> an I, Irish I setter cop <laughs> oh underdog oh shoe oh, shine boy what are you doing there <laughs> oh goodness gracious yeah. no that's something so, uh, that's yeah, something to keep watching that. for yeah. yeah please do oh gosh um yeah. So, but that's that's how Spidey gets back from that one, and then um, we we get to the we get to kind of the um, the ultimate climax here. So it's like a, yeah. a, another another day elapses. Uh, Peter gets up, gets the newspaper. His turns to dust. We see Jonah uh, sitting with a paper. His turns to dust, and then uh, Green Goblin is like parked right outside. Triple J's window acting all smug like, yeah, I'm turning all your papers to dust. That's got to ruin your day, huh? <laughs> and, and, and and Triple J, man, he is he is fast and loose with that window, man. He dives right out the window to try to catch the <laughs> goblin and just and, and the torpedo just he goes for it. And all the goblin does, I loved this too. The goblin, like he, like backs his glider up an inch, and it's like, ah, nope, you missed. You're you're oh, going down. Right. Yeah, um, obviously and Spider-Man Sp- saves him, but uh, and uh, dad joke alert, everyone. I thought that that might bury the hatchet, face <laughs> hatchet between, face. Mm-hmm. yeah, between Spider-Man and Green Goblin or uh, Spider-Man and Triple J. But I don't think it will. No, nope. yeah, no. Nope. But I, I, I like that he saved him. Very noble. Yeah. Hats off, Spider. Yeah. He's a good superhero. Uh and 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 in, and in this last so in this last fight, uh we've got Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson and the Green Goblin. Spidey's trying to trying to save Jameson while also uh getting the Goblin. Green Goblin decides this is where I'm going to reveal Spider-Man's identity to the news to the newspaperman, right? <laughs> Yep, him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the 
Right, right. And 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 they were he was the the three of them were all on the glider uh when he first says, ah, "I got a big scope for you." And um wow. Spider-Man's like, "Nope, we're bailing out. We're we'll see you later." And he th- he throws J- uh, Jonah down and uh you know, whatever. He's, he's fallen with him off, off the thing there. You you thought that uh there was plenty of time for the goblin to make this reveal uh repeatedly. Yeah. So when he's being thrown from his glider into the, is it a garbage truck? Is that what his, his ultimate demise is or just a truck? For the goblin? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what kind of truck it was. It might have been a garbage yeah. truck. It was something, yeah. Or a, or a concrete mixer or something. Mm-hmm. In that time, he could have said, Spider- Spider-Man is Peter Parker. In fact, I said it out loud three times mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the time that it took him to go from the glider to the... Um, to the uh, the truck, he could have said, "Peter Man, uh, Peter Parker, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man." He could have said it, and he did. And before that, Spider Man's doing like all these cutesy things, like oh, nothing to see here, and like grinding garbage cans right, together, like just the- <laughs> right. I was like a little bit too cutesy and on the nose for uh-huh, me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It was uh, the the first couple of times, uh, and it, I think part of it is just like a. Uh, like an editing thing with an older cartoon like this. Like I, I think if they were making this today, they would splice they would splice those cuts together tighter, where they would like cut the goblin off, like Spider Man is, and then and then uh, you know he would he would bang the cans right away. Instead, there's like three seconds of space in between there. But but you're right, they they do that twice, and then the third time, goblins like. I was gonna say Spider-Man's real name is, you know, it's yeah. like, he really stretches that out, and then he hits this truck. Uh, and now, where was I? Ah, uh, yes, I was about <laughs> to reveal the idea. Oh, he just has a monologue instead. Right, right. <laughs> one sentence. Uh, that's five words. <laughs> now, so so the, the again, this was one where that that last. Uh, moment that you know the the ultimate demise of the villain comes up on you really quick uh but i did like that we that the the character kind of comes fully back around to where he was at the beginning of the episode um where right yep the goblin runs into the truck he his his uh he he must hit his head or something like that he gets amnesiaified again he forgets that he was the green goblin oh. he turns back into norman osborne and yep. um and and even thanks Spider Man for uh, saving him. Yeah, if I recall. Yeah, so yeah. redemption kind of right. In a, in a manner a good, of speaking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's a good he's a good guy again. I just hope that they don't find that memory helmet because mm-hmm. if he wears it, he's gonna be like, oh wow, I have a lot to like do again. I used to be a bad guy. <laughs> and there's and and there's my one of my other few points of contention with this one. This is a spot where I would have liked to have seen that helmet return. And I guess at this point for me, this this episode was very good. I still think that second Doctor Doom is the high water mark okay. up to this point. One one of the reasons is is I think I think they demoed in that eighth episode. They're capable of thinking this way of like <laughs> uh, of like you know taking uh, a, a loose end and putting a bow on it we've got that last scene in the eighth episode where spider-man is at his desk he's looking at that uh at that dr doom helmet he's ruminating about you know what what's going to happen the next time dr doom comes around 
well, you know, oh, yeah. there was that you, you had this memory enhancing thing that, you know, can give Norman his, all his memories back and, and put mm-hmm. put things back together. He's going to turn into the Green Goblin again at that point. Just do just do a, a short scene or or something or even just say that he's going to go back and put that memory enhancer someplace safe instead. Yeah. They just left it there. He, you know, and we were like, well, you know, eventually that he's he's going to come up with that thing. <laughs> and yeah. Hope he doesn't find it here. Right. In the meantime. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. For me, that was just kind of a loose end that they could have they, they could have put a neater uh, finish on it. Uh, and that also, to me, would have made would have uh, done the the thing I was uh, talking about earlier, where you make that device a little bit more of a a part of the episode beyond just the flashback. Uh, right to give, give I, I I can get behind that given an actual threat and an mm-hmm. actual reason that it might hurt Spider-Man yeah, yeah. or come back to haunt him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I could I could agree with that um, and Jason I want to ask you it is now you know getting to be almost the fall have you bought your Halloween gift for Kim yet because <laughs> <laughs> I'd get on that I'm well I'm trying to I, I'm I'm trying to subtly just put out feelers for it at this point, you know, because, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Only, only like 65 shopping days, though, <laughs> until until Halloween. So funny side note about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeanette is a gift giver, and she loves receiving gifts. Um, mm-hmm. It's her love language. Yes. So we were watching this episode together, and I kind of looked at her, and I said, is are Halloween gifts a thing? Like, am I a really crappy husband that I've not been buying you <laughs> Halloween gifts the whole t- the seven plus years we've been together? And she said, "No, Brian, that's not a thing." So I, I crisis averted everybody. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in I'm not in the the proverbial doghouse, oh, as it were. Boy. So yeah, and, and neither is neither is Peter because he gives Betty Brant a little tiny black kitten, and oh. it's the perfect Halloween gift. It, it's you know nothing says Halloween like uh, like. A lifetime of pet ownership. <laughs> Congratulations. You're going to be scooping litter the next 20 years out of your yeah. life. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Have fun with those 5 a.m. meowing feedings. Oh, That'll be a, a thing you can always think of me. Yeah. And uh, and Jeanette obviously loves cats as well. We both do. But uh, she was ecstatic that the last line of dialogue spoken in this episode was after Peter gave Betty the cat, uh-huh. she kissed him, and Peter looked to the camera and went, meow. <laughs> and credits. I know. <laughs> I think it was yes. a good meow. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't I... like a meow. It was like right. a meow. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think both of them were happy with how the Halloween uh, turned out for him. Yeah. The gift giving, right. Yeah. The annual yeah. gift giving on Halloween yeah. went very well this year. <laughs> oh, it was, it was terrific. Um, <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, so, you know, overall, like I said, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think you're right. The particularly acts one and two, probably the best stuff that the, that they've done, uh, in this series up to this point. Uh, for me, that the the way that it ended, uh, kind of abruptly, uh, yeah. knocked it down for me uh, a little bit, and I I didn't I didn't like the the quote unquote vengeance exacted on the Daily Bugle. Like I just to me that wasn't much, you know, no. making making papers disintegrate for a day just didn't seem like anything to me. So. Right, mm-hmm. right. I agree. Mm-hmm. It was uh, not really explained as to why, and then it was just kind of a shrug, like yeah. inconvenient at best. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. 
but the but the Green Goblin character was great, uh, and the interactions that he had with Spider-Man were uh, were also very well done. I'm gonna give this one a three and a half uh, out of uh, five. Uh, the 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 one I I did say uh, Doctor prescribes Doom is my best one at this point. I think I gave that one a four, so I'm I'm putting this one right underneath it at three and a half. I'm gonna give this one a solid four. Radioactive spiders. Wow. It's my favorite. Wow. My favorite yeah. episode so far, okay. and my second favorite I think might be Mysterio. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll uh yeah, but but Doctor Doom is great too, and I'm noticing a trend. Every other episode is um is good <laughs> so i'm i'm hoping that episode 11 holds up it used to be the odd numbers were good and now the even numbers are good hmm. so hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. And we'll the, see what happens next week <laughs> yeah and uh right because uh, uh coming up here if i'm not mistaken we've got something called triangle of evil yeah um boy. stuntman leads the triangle yeah. so and, okay and, and i don't even know if this is even a real villain but the stuntman we'll is capitalized out. in the synopsis, so I'm thinking maybe. We'll yeah. find out, Brian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. Right. Episode 10, terrific, though. Always good to talk to you about these. Agreed. Uh, enjoy it uh, until uh, we meet again. We'll talk to you next week for episode 11. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio, and follow and like the show on Facebook. Most importantly, if you liked it, tell a friend.